following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Colts fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby, Woo! we're almost there in Bill's land. Y'all still got no rings. You stink. You're garbage. <laughs> You're trash. Can't wait for you to start off zero and one. The Colts be one and zero. I can just hold that above your head all season long. I don't care what happens for the rest of the season. We had a better record than you at once. <laughs> sure. Well, hopefully, hopefully that is the case. Uh, my name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and of course, that is the voice of my illustrious favorite Colts fan in Bills land, Mr. Brandon Rogers. It is game week. Week one is finally here. The long-awaited uh, regular season debut um, of Anthony Richardson, of many of these pieces, the long uh, week one return of the Indianapolis Colts and just NFL action across the board. It is finally here. I am excited. Brandon, my friend, how are you feeling right now? Fully erect. <laughs> Very casual. <laughs> I was I mean, like, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, erect? Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. No. I mean, my, my buddy just sent me a, uh, a, a link saying, hey, one week until football starts. And, like, it's the, the gif of Sirianni crying. The happiness of the oh, Yeah and it's just I, I i can't wait i literally i can't wait it's i i love summer summer's my favorite season but if it has to end there's no better way to bring on in than the football being back here and my love coming back to me and that's my colts fandom dude so hopefully I, it's a better year than last year <laughs> uh dude you me i hope so too um I certainly hope so too. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is nice. You know, as summer's winding down, we've had in Western New York been very, very fortunate. Um, you know, I, I think it's been a it's been a nice summer, right? It hasn't been miserably hot. It's actually supposed to be miserably hot this week. Um, I, I just seen that, but it's been pretty cool, N- nice, easy going summer, pretty breezy. Um, but yeah, man, it is. It, it's nice to know, like that. It, it's it's here. It's here, and. Obviously, the the trip we've been alluding to for months, you know, discussing it's it's finally here. We're leaving Friday, and there's it's great. Like I'm pumped. I have a three day work week. So I took Friday off. Um, you know, I had four days last week, and they gave us Friday and Monday off for Labor Day weekend. Um, three days, and then obviously I'm taking the following Monday off, so I have to work four days the following week. And I am elated. I am super excited that um, that yeah, I get to chill out a little bit i think i estimated it's like uh 
was it like 11 days worked in 21 days for myself and uh and yeah this is this is our trip and we're ready to go we're heading out saturday and uh going to enjoy ourselves a great time uh this past week obviously last episode the primary um the big thing we discussed was the 53 man roster cut down um we were doing really good on our picks for the most part and then a couple surprises happened uh Brandon, for you, what was the biggest surprise uh, of this of this cutdown? I mean, I think it has to be said. At one point, we had three wide receivers on our roster, and that scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you know, we we ended up re-signing Isaac uh, Isaiah McKenzie back, which is nice. So now we have four wide receivers on our current active roster, and five tight ends. So that's that surprised the hell out of me. Um, I didn't realize that they're going to put Jelani Woods on IR. Hopefully he comes back soon-ish. But I think once he does, it looks like Mo is probably going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's probably a good point. It's Because I, I don't know. We got mixed messages about Mo Ali Cox right now. I know the uh, Steichen said some good things about leadership in the tight end room. And, and that's all great. And, hey, we love Mo as a, as a person. As a player, he's left a lot to be desired. There's certain things that he cannot do, but hopefully he finds, you know, if they do intend on keeping him, that's, they make it, you know, they, they, you know, they, they use him finally. But I, I didn't even think about that. That the only reason that Mo is probably on the team is because of um, Jelani Woods' injury um, being on IR. I'd rather have kept another wide receiver like uh, maybe Amari Rogers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was really, I really believe that he was going to stay on this team. Um, well, he's on the practice squad. So, yeah. You know, just, we're not going to go into a game with four wide receivers. I'm assuming he's going to be activated and somebody's going to be deactivated. Right. Um, probably Elling. Well, no, because I think they have to have the. the yeah. The emergen- I well, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the emergency rule yet. Hopefully we don't have to find out exactly what it entails. No, I never. <laughs> Hopefully not. But um, but yeah, a little surprise about that. I was surprised that Mo was on, on the team still. That we kept five tight ends. But then you, I think you just brought up a good point. Um, got a lot of a decent depth at at the offensive line. I think the big one for me was uh, uh, Rodney Tom or not Rodney Thomas, um, Darius Rush. I'm sorry, oh. that was very confusing um for me, and I I think it's. Um, I think it was pre, it was bad. It was bad. I I don't, I don't agree with that at all. He little, you know, they knew he was going to be at, you know, maybe a bit of a work in progress, but he, I thought he had a decent preseason for what we saw. Uh, didn't understand that call. I don't know. Did they inquire about, no, did I, did any of our media members inquire about why they cut Darius? They did. They did. And uh, Ballard in his press conference came out and said, Jalen Jones is why we cut Darius Rush. They've been very impressed by Jalen Jones. He's played his butt off. And he's he's probably been the third best uh, cornerback in the in the room. And they didn't expect that from a seventh round pick. Right. So I think it was a point where, all right, Darius, Darius or Jalen's going to make the team. They were kind of hoping it would be Darius. And it's not. It's it was Jalen. They were kind of hoping too for Darius to kind of fall back on 
uh, and get unclaimed off waivers. Unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs, the last damn waiver claim, picked him. <laughs> if they would have just yeah. got past the Chiefs, he'd be back in our practice squad. Yeah. But. Hey, you know what? And, and good on the Chiefs. I, I I hope for his sake, you know, he does good. But, yeah, I would have much rather preferred him, especially the question marks that we all have at cornerback. Uh, I, I definitely would have uh, definitely would have liked that. Um, other than that, though, really not too many surprises. Probably the lack of signings was maybe some of the moves. Ballard, yeah. Ballard's like Ballard's like bargain bin free agent signings just for depth spots is never really um encouraging but uh like i was just seeing some of the names that he was just signing and 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 i was like what is this what just why just why um but other than that though i i don't know if it was it was probably difficult i i feel like there's not a whole lot of separation between some of these players that's the pro we don't have like obviously our you know we have some studs but some of the depth pieces, there's not like a whole lot of many degrees of separation between a lot of people vying for jobs. Um, the one place where I think we have tremendous depth, which gives me a huge boost, confidence boots in our defense, defensive line. We went out, we uh, we signed Jake Martin, who was a starter last year for the Texans. Uh, they oh, cut yeah. him. And then we signed him, and I think he's going to be a great. I mean, he's not going to be a starter. He's going to be coming off behind uh, Quiddy or uh, Lukum. Yes, and he's fast. He's he's going to be a great. I mean, imagine having these waves of defensive linemen coming at you, fresh and healthy. Having Jake Martin being on that second tier, uh, third wave coming on in with Dio freaking the hurricane, it's going to be tremendous. Um, we also signed. <clears throat> there was a uh, an undrafted rookie. We got from uh, the Cowboys camp. Ah, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, what position was it? Uh, he's a he's a outside linebacker. Uh, uh, it's not Isaiah uh, Land, is it? No. Yes. Is yes. This, oh, yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Him. He's going to be phenomenal. I mean, he's he's led the pressure uh, pressure rate in college the last I think two years, but he's undersized, so he went undrafted. I see. He was a monster in the preseason. Cowboys just have such a freaking great uh, depth at the defensive line. They couldn't use him. We scooped him on up. Now he's third wave. So you just got these pass rushers coming in left and right. I think that's going to help out our secondary because they're young. You know, you can't have them sitting out on an island for too long. If we, if we're pressuring the quarterback getting up in their face, I'm, I think this may be the best defensive line Ballard's had his whole, his whole season, uh, his whole tenure being a Colts uh, GM. I really do. I think yeah. I I think it certainly can be. Um, and we're gonna get a good look at that uh, next. You know, one week from today, recording. When we eat the Jaguars. I know, I know. It no, is no, no, exciting no, no. stuff. But you are right. It, there is a lot of like very talented guys. Um, and the cornerback room is looking a lot better than I think we all thought it was. Right. Thank you, uh, Baker and Dallas Flowers, for kind of stepping on up. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, you know, of course, we haven't even seen Juju Brents, right? This is that this is he's supposed to be our guy of the future. Um, and hopefully when his injury heals up that we get we get to see it, but I I'm actually pleasantly surprised, you know, happy 
with the cornerback room, which is good because this is a good defense. Um, it was good defense last year. Just couldn't stay, um, couldn't stay off the field. And I think that's what led to a lot of embarrassing performances. But And a lot of that was to blame and Matt Ryan, keeping them on the field for so long with his three and outs and turnovers and whatnot. But he's gone. He's gone. And we got a new captain, baby. A new captain steering this ship. That's right. We do have some captains. Um, well, I know what you're saying. You were saying it figuratively, but we literally got some um, some new captains. Yeah, the biggest, um, I wouldn't say surprise. Well, I guess I would say a surprise. As a rookie. Got the hell out of me. Um, was Anthony Richardson being named captain here for, uh, for the 2023 Indianapolis Colts? What I mean, this is vote. This is a thing that's not just handed to anybody. It's voted upon by the players as to who their captain is, and what a huge term of endearment um, for Anthony Richardson makes me love him even more. That this team loves him and believes in him, and it's got to be like again. He's obviously he's handled all this very very maturely, um, and I hope he continues to take this you know this stuff. Uh, you know, in stride that, hey, we believe in you. It's not going to go to your head. He hasn't shown any signs of that yet, uh, which is which is which is great because um, basically every quarterback that's come through here um, in, in the last. Oh, Jesus. Well, since since probably Peyton has been named a captain, right? Andrew was I think they named Jacoby one his year. Um, Phil Carson, Matt um, were all named. Uh, captain. So I think it's important for the team to show, hey, this is our, this is the guy, this is the guy we're getting behind, and he is our captain now. Yeah, you know, and I know a lot of times they say, oh, player voted on by players, that the coach they'll get the tally, and I've heard in certain scenarios that, yeah, no one. We, we asked the guys in the locker room, no one voted for that guy, but somehow they ended up being named captain. Now, Pat McAfee said that a couple of years ago, uh, back when he was just talking about what about was it Carson? Was it Carson? I, I don't believe it was someone during his tenure. Okay. He was named a captain. And he was like, no one voted for that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, on the flip side, I, I listened to Zaire Franklin's uh, podcast, The Trench, The Trenches. Yeah. I think it's been two episodes out. It's tremendous. And both episodes, him and EJ Speed glowing about Anthony Richardson, just how much how much of a dog he is. Out in the locker, I mean, they they lo- they literally love this kid, and this is the defense. Defense that you don't usually vibe well with the the, the, the offense, but I mean, they're sitting on the sidelines watching him play, and they're enamored with the ability of of Anthony Richardson. So I want to take you know him being named captain at face value. Like, no, these guys literally want to go to war for him, going to battle for him, and they did name him captain. Um, and you could tell, man, with his reaction, he just. He he's playing the part so well, and I cannot wait to see how it translates on the field. Because I mean, EJC literally said, "Dude, he's a Madden character." Watching him out there uh, playing, uh, he's doing the same. Oh no, no, it was um, Alec Ogletree. So I, you know, I'm I'm in the crib playing Madden, and then I come out to practice. I'm seeing AR doing the same thing I made him do in Madden, and it's it's unreal. And I just won the the Super Bowl in Madden with Anthony Richardson. Uh, you I too. Six, oh yeah oh yeah 6200 yards Woo. 66 passing touchdowns great season mvp super bowl we lost to baltimore uh i think week three and then spanked that ass in the playoffs so take that lamar um 
I, I don't know, dude. I, I honestly, I, I, I'm, I love this kid, and he hasn't even played a, a regular season snap for us. I'm so excited to, to see him grow and mature as a football player. But it sounds like he's already there as a man if they named him captain already. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge sign of uh, of things to come, and hopefully the trajectory stays, man. Um, I. You know, I, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that people are starting to take notice. The NFL media around the uh, around the world is starting to take notice that maybe you know, Richardson, you know, could have been the steal of the draft, right? Quarterback wise, all you know, the Strouds, Youngs, they all went and they fell exactly where everybody expected them to. But but Richardson, on the other hand, um, you know, people thought he was going to be a project, and, and listen, he still is. There's no doubt about it. There's still a lot to be learned, but. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's good. That they're like, oh, wow, he's actually having a really good camp. And, you know, we hit, you should show me the clip this week uh, from McAfee's show where Josh Allen was talking about getting the uh, the mechanics like mapped out, the throwing motion mapped out. And he said that Richardson got the same thing. And I thought Pat was just kind of just gattling gun, just jizz all over his desk. Just, you just, you know, you know, just, just all over the place. And, oh, God. Oh fuck! Well, uh, and, and even like Alan said that Richardson's mechanics were phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, and I watched that Florida game. Florida played this past uh, on Thursday. They looked gross. I mean, they had like five three and outs with their offense right away, and they returned most of their team from last year, aside from Anthony. Aside from right. Anthony Richardson and like Osiris Torrance. Yeah, um, and. They couldn't do a thing against Utah. A thing. Which makes me believe AR carried that whole squad to, to six wins on his own. That's I think we got a dog. I think so, too. I think I, we got a dog. I think so, too. <laughs> I think so, too. So, roster-wise, in good shape. Captains, we love them. The other captains named DeForest Buckner, Zaire Franklin, uh, Ryan Kelly getting his first captainship nod too. Um, Darius Leonard, uh, big shocker there. Uh, Kenny Moore for a second time. Quentin Nelson, and of course AR five. So seven captains the Colts have. And I felt like uh, somebody was missed. There, there should be another name on there that yeah. that's not on there. Oh, oh man, I, I can't run it through my head who it is. It's just it's, it's not running back to me at all. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good segue to our next little topic. Um, I'm killing it with the segues today. I just want to let you doing, know. You're doing very good. You're doing very good. I'm very proud. You have grown so much as a podcaster. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the drama continues. Well, not well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted Tuesday was the deadline. Four o'clock p.m. Eastern time was the deadline for a Jonathan Taylor trade or he would be put on the puff list and not traded um until uh this year according to Jim Mercy. Um <laughs> we hit the deadline there was a <laughs> every uh, time every time you do your Ursa I can't I'm like I'm over here dying you guys can't see me but I am I'm trying to hold it on and it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> My Jim Ursay impression and my Donald Trump impression are almost the same. And it's <laughs> it's just it's too easy. You just get really nasally. Really nasally. 
Um, like you just snort a whole bunch of Adderall. <laughs> I know Ursa's Queens, and I want to put that up. We're going to win two Super Bowls this decade. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so, so the JT drama continued. There was two rumored teams um, to be in the mix. The big one, um, which I think was relatively obvious, was the Miami Dolphins, uh, which apparently there were no talks about. This is a lot of media hype, but um, but it made sense. It made sense out of. The Jets have a prominent running attack, all right? The Patriots, I'm not going to say it's prominent. They have a good running back, but they're very old school. We're like the, They like to pound the rock, so to speak. Um, the Bills, it's not their strong point, but they do have some talented guys, right? James Cook is not bad. They're hoping he develops. He looked pretty good in preseason. Um, but for the Dolphins' sake, they have a whole just amalgamation of different – um, d- different RBs, and not one of them is dominant. So I, I was like, okay, that this is a move that makes sense. The rumor was that the Dolphins didn't match their offer. There was another rumor that it was Jonathan Taylor for Jalen Waddle. And uh... can I just can I just say something? I'm so pissed off at uh, Dolphins Twitter. Well, that's a dumb trade. Why would we ever trade JT for a uh, trade Waddle for JT? Yeah. I know, but when you're in a trade, you ask for something of value, and then you negotiate down. Yes. Yeah, you know, if someone came to me and said, hey, uh, uh, I want your car for half a half a million dollars. Yeah, it's not worth that. But I, I'm going to be mad at you for asking. Because if, if, if I gave it to you, like, oh, shit, he actually gave you half a million dollars. If you guys are stupid enough to give Jalen Waddle for JT, yeah, I would have asked for it, dummy. Yeah, seriously. I would have I would have taken that trade. I, I mean, obviously, duh. I would have taken, given JT... And a, I mean, like a fifth, sixth, or seventh for Jalen Waddle, or something, even a little bit higher than that. I'd probably go I, third. I would have. I third. I think third about as highest as I would go. Um, I thought that would have been a great trade, but that wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense on Miami's end because that's the ident- that's the big aspect of their entire offense. And so, and JT is to ours. So yes, yes. Hence, we don't want to trade him. That's right. why we weren't just going to give him to you for. I think they, they try to offer a third round pick for him. Not even a second, a third. Yeah, yeah, Miami. You're the uh, and Jim Irsay is the one on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Jalen Waddle. Give him right now. That's what I ask for everybody. You guy, you kidding me? I want Jalen Waddle and uh, freaking uh, Tyreek. I want both for JT. Come on, now let's start negotiations. Let's Straight go. up, nothing. Nothing else. Straight up, give them to me. And, uh, oh, you know they don't want to pay them, but they want a lot for them. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Duh. You know what? I actually really entice. I actually like hearing that. Like, I'm like, okay, that's a good trade partner. Um, I really liked the idea of the well. Green Bay was the other team. Green Bay was the mystery team, and I actually really, really like. I, I heard that. I was like, that's not bad. I would have happily taken Aaron Jones in a draft pick for Jonathan Taylor to Green Bay. Well, apparently it wasn't Aaron Jones. Oh, it was Dylan. Dylan. Uh, Last year of a contract. Yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense because, yeah. I would have taken Dylan and a second. I like Dylan, but I 
can't believe he hasn't unseated Aaron Jones for RB1 yet. And that's where my doubts are about that. Jones is a monster. He's he great. is good, but, he, you know, the, the injuries and stuff, I know they paid him a couple of years ago, but they haven't, like, like Dylan was supposed to be the guy, you know, yeah. eventually be the guy, but he never broke out as the guy. So I, it would have to be a whole host of other draft picks with Dylan. Um, but I would have happily taken Aaron Jones, um, you know, Aaron Jones in a pick for Jonathan Taylor personally, uh, if, if that was the case, because Aaron Jones, I think, has a pretty cool set of a bit. You know, he can catch um, better than JT, better than JT. Oh, oh, I don't sorry. know if he's a better like I don't know if he's a better like in the trenches runner than JT. I, I don't know about that, but JT's but he has, the, the best. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, I think JT's the best like in between tackles uh, at the moment. Yeah, which I concur. Um, but having that option, a guy who, yeah, he can get you, you know, a couple chunk plays, but he can take the he can take the top off and 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 catch the ball and then go. I think that would have been way more effective with an RPO game that uh, the Colts are looking to implement. Um, so yeah, so the drama is going to continue. Uh, where do you think this goes from here, brother? I think Ursay needs to just nut up and uh, <laughs> and they need to lock themselves in a room. It sounds like it really is between Ursay, his comments, the way that he handled Jeff Saturday handled the injury for JT, making them play last year. Um, yeah, and and, and JT uh, Ballard. He, I mean, you could in his press conference, he just sounded so beaten down and worn down. He professes love for JT, both as a man and, and whatnot. Um, but you know, he. I think the sticking point is the franchise tag. If they were the Ballard were to go to JT, say, "Hey, look, if you play this year, you know we'll negotiate with you in good faith, and we will not franchise tag you." I think JT would happily come on back, work, and if if, if they can't hammer out a contract, he'd be a free agent next year. Right? They don't want to do that. Franchise tag is a huge tool, Chris Ballard said. And he's not going to take that out of his toolbox. Unfortunately, that sounds like it's a sticking point for JT. He does not want to be tagged like all the other running backs have. He wants a, a good contract, which, you know, I'm pretty sure the, the Colts would have done. You know, even Ballard said, we haven't used the contract my whole tenure since I've been here. We haven't used it since, like, 2013. The Colts himself haven't used it since uh, 2013 on McAfee, a punter. Wow. So they really we, – we do a great job of negotiating in good faith and not relying on the tag. But in this running back market, push come to shove, you got a great player who wants a big contract. But if you can tag them and pay them, you know, a decent wage, I mean, everyone's doing it. And you can't fault them for trying to do that. But it looks like JT's not having it. No, he's not having any of it. Um, the, the estimated, you know, desired contract is, I think, $16 million, um per year. I think that's what he's shooting for. I, I don't know how you justify that currently um, with everything come going back, show that he's healthy. I would have no problem giving him 16 mil a year at yeah. all. Uh, you've got a rookie contract or a rookie quarterback contract. So we got five years there, super cheap. We've got yeah. nothing. I, I mean, on the books, we've got so much cap space, right? But I don't want to pay him 16 mil a year. If he's not the JT of two years ago, if he's JT from last year. I wouldn't mind 
letting them walk and finding a running back in the draft next year. Correct. And listen, we, we who knows what we have with Evan Hall, um, who I, I would expect Evan Hall to be number one, right? I would would or you go are we on the Deion Jackson Well no, they, hold on. They did Zach name Moss. Deion Ah, well they named Deion Jackson the starter for week one already. They did. Lost okay. out. Um but I think we'll see more of Hull than uh than we've kind of thought about. Only because he's a great pass catching option out the backfield. Yeah. Um and I think once Moss comes back, depending on what Hall does, you might see Jackson slip to RB3 and Hall stay at RB2. Because Moss and Jackson are almost the same kind of, of back. Uh, Jackson's a little bit more explosive. Moss is just more, hey, head down, straight runner. I'm going to get you four or five yards. Right. Um, I don't know, dude. It's it, it's unless Until we get JT back week five, we'll see how we can have a really explosive running back room. If JT comes back and he's the the running back of old, right. if JT doesn't play at all, dude, I think we're like the twenty top or the back end of the you know, twenty five to thirty two range of running back room. Uh, if JT comes back, we could be top five. That's how big of a difference a difference maker he is. Yeah, I, I concur. I I heard seen a couple interesting points um, of my brief brief interludes on Twitter about how, you know, Steichen came from a team where, like, Miles Sanders had a good year, but they just, he just they didn't want to extend him, right? Because the system that they had established, which was Nick Sirianni's system, uh, didn't really require a top-end running back, you know what I mean, or, or to pay it. Like, it's kind of one of those, I need running back and kind of fit. Obviously, the aura and presence of Jonathan Taylor um, would add a whole other dynamic to it. But yeah, there's some, there's still some figuring out to do. I hope JT's back. Apparently I've heard through the great, you know, some other, some clips that I've completely forgotten about that JT said his ankle was fine before summer. Um, he said it was good to go and he was good to go. And then all of a sudden the, the ankle injury came back uh, when it came to contract negotiating time. So he might not even technically be hurt. Um, this might be one of those phantom um phantom injuries those contract injuries um so i heard i think rich eisen called it uh physically unwilling to participate (laughs) which uh, yeah which is uh i think another good way to describe it but um but yeah the drama is still going on i just i wanted it to be resolved either you know jt admits he was wrong um this agent fucking sucks maliki kawa i i i got it i uh, melky melky kawa uh they see he congratulated uh darius or i'm sorry Shaq leonard on being the uh, named a captain for the colts <sighs> so weird also Shaq's agent. yeah the same agent yeah. um i didn't know this he's actually so this guy's specialty as an agent is ufc and WWE apparently, like pro wrestling. He's a pro wrestling agent. So he it's, did all this heel turn bull. Oh my god, I hate him. I hate him. He's a carny mother. Mm. Yeah, somebody I forgot who I who I heard that from, but he's he's yeah, he's been in the pro wrestling industry um a little bit too as as an agent. So yeah, I I, I don't like him. I, I don't I can't even pronounce his name. Every time I try to say his name, I think of that one uh it's like a Christmas song that is it's like the Hawaiian Christmas like song. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Hawaiian one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like a milky clown. That's what he is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a clown. Clown. He is a clown. So the JT drama it continues. Um, next up, uh, Jacksonville. All right, looking ahead to Jacksonville. 
Of course, this week, big week one, little fun fact for the last five, I believe it's been five years, um, the home team has won every single game between Indy and Jacksonville, which which makes sense. All right, We know the streak. Um, uh, I think the last year was that, well, that Jacksonville beat Indy was the Scott Tolzien, Jacoby Brissett year. I think it would be 2017, which makes sense because that's when Jacksonville uh, popped off and, um, you know, they did pretty good. So it's been a it's been a decent exchange. Um, I was looking through Jaguars roster and we've been hearing and and listen, this is a quality team that's, you know, led by a quality coach. But and they have some good pieces, but looking at this roster and I hope this doesn't come back to bite me, but I'm like. I feel like this game is doable for the Colts. All right. I was thinking about their wide receiver room. And, you know, we know he had our cornerback struggles. All right. Christian Kirk had a pretty good year, a really good year last year, exceeded expectations. Um, Calvin Ridley made a cool catch. So everybody thinks he's going to be like a top 10 receiver this year. Um, and Zay Jones. That, that, that he's he's going to be very good this year. You think so? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, that's right. You have him in fantasy. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. He better be. <laughs> he could be. I just, I feel like I've seen this before. He probably, he probably will be. Calvin Ridley was good before he left. Um, and obviously, you know, with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he was good with Matt Ryan. He was so, good. He was. I mean, good. after what we saw last year, if he was good with Matt Ryan. Then, yeah, he's going to be very good this year. <laughs> so, what do you, what are you thinking? So, offensively for the Jaguars, what, what scares you the most? I mean, besides Calvin Ridley burning all of our DBs, the thing that really terrifies me the most is Travis Etienne. Those shifty running backs that can, you know, catch and, and get up, like get outside the and you know turn the corner, always give us fits. And uh, you know, as long as Quiddy and Abu can kind of keep him hemmed in, that would be great. But uh, if he can get past them and just our linebackers are good. They're just not the fastest. If I'm scared, I'm Travis Etienne scares the crap out of me. I'm just going to put it that way. The most out of all, everybody, everybody. Yep. Interesting. He's gonna, he, he might be able to run over us if he can turn the corner. Interesting. I'm trying to find his stats from last year. Did he cross a thousand yards last year? Um, he did. One thousand one hundred and twenty-five. Um, off two hundred twenty carries. 5.1 yards per carry, and he had five touchdowns on the ground. He also caught a little bit, too. So he's a, he's a bit of a receiving threat. And listen, ETM was drafted high a couple years ago by the, I think it was the Urban Meyer squad, right? 2021. Yep. And then he tore his ACL or Achilles right before the season. But um, but I agree. I, I'd like to believe, I want to believe that uh, our the Colts' run defense is pretty good. I know it, it's, it hasn't been... Um, it hasn't been overly stellar in the last couple of years, uh, but it would be cool if you can kind of slow hit, if you could slow down ETN, um, the receivers are what they are. All right. The receivers are pretty good. You know, these guys step up. I'm hoping, and I feel like this is a Doug Peterson and, and as well as a Jacksonville thing is that they'd get off to a slow start, um, in the season, of course, too. Um, cause I just feel like that was Jacksonville last year, right? They, were kind of like they had a really good game and then they didn't, you know, and they were kind of like 
hot and cold until that last like half of the season where they just turn things on. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for that, but I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. Um, I'm not overly afraid of what Trevor Lawrence can do yet. I think he's good. I think he's a, a little bit above average, just a little bit. He hasn't like, he's smart with the football. I think he's a good leader. Um, and this is not me trying to downplay him at all, but I just, I have not like been blown away by a Trevor Lawrence performance drill yet. Maybe the chargers playoff game. That was a good one with second, ex- half, with a good second one. half. Yeah. You know, which was outstanding, but like I, when I look at like fantasy football's sake, I look at, I'd rather have anybody but Trevor Lawrence as my QB one. Everybody, not everybody, but like, there's like, there are certain individuals that I'd rather have. He hasn't like glared like out at me quite yet. I haven't had him as a starter yet. I haven't had him in fantasy uh, before in the last couple of years, but he's not like jumping out at me. If that, if that makes sense. Well, I had him last year. He was decent, you know, no, nothing like amazing. Like, Oh my God, he's great. But he was steady. And again, that first year under urban Meyer is an outlier. I want us to get that out of our heads. So last year was literally his rookie year. Yeah. And he, he did some things. Honestly, and it may be blasphemy. He really reminds me of Peyton Manning. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's surgical. Again, you know, Peyton's rookie year was not good. And then you, you saw him take a nice little leap that second year. And that third year, I mean, was when he he put everyone on notice and who he's a bad motherfucker. Um, and I think this may be Trevor's I'm a bad motherfucker year. He, he's got the best weapons he's had. Second year in Peterson's system, he's going to be more confident, more in control. Um, dude, he's he's got a cannon. He can make some, some dumb decisions, but he can also make some very good ones. He's a sneaky, athletic. I again, I, I again, I I don't want to be too optimistic on them and you know, kind of boost them up too much because again, they're the Jaguars, and who knows um, if they were to be a top two seed in the AFC this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. Interesting. Well, and, uh, all depends on that defense. Your defense is yes. not scaring me at all. The defense doesn't scare you? No. I think they got some great pieces. I mean, obviously, their Josh Allen's pretty good. Um, uh, Devin Lloyd is a name that sounds familiar. He's a He's a Devin. He's okay. Um, Foya say to Luke, and he came from, uh, I definitely said that wrong, but he came from Atlanta, right? Yep. Um, probably uh, Trayvon Walker. He's newer. See, he, he's a rook, right? Is he a rook? Trayvon Walker was a rook last year. Last year, so this is second yeah, year. Second year. Yeah. Defensively, I I think this could like this game on Sunday could turn into a bit of an offensive um showcase. Yeah. So I. You know, it's whose defense is going to make the stop in in the most important time. Um, so this is interesting. This is this is going to be an interesting matchup. I'm a, yeah. What do I you mean when we've seen Anthony Richardson on the field? Besides that stupid turnover he had in Buffalo, yeah, he's marched most of the time up and down fields. He has, and I think people are going to be blown away with how much more progressed he has, more developed he is than given credit for i honestly i think it could be a shootout where it's like 28 35 
Um, we're gonna put some points on the board, and I'm Good. pumped for it. Good. I need to see that. I need to hear the touchdown song at least once. So. Oh my god! Yeah, with the roof open, and oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I just looked at the weather next weekend, dude. 84 and sunny, it's be gorgeous. Yeah, it's gonna be great, which I'm very, very electric about. So, so there it is. Um, Colts and Jags. Do you have uh, like you said, 28, 35? I could definitely see it be, you know, that close. 27, 24. Something along the lines of that, but there it's gonna be there's gonna be multiple touchdowns, I feel. I don't think this is gonna be a defensive uh master class. I really don't. But hoping no. for a Colts win. All right. Um, we're gonna add this segment in this year, and I'm actually remembering it this week, but we want to discuss fantasy football implications. Myself and Brandon, uh I think most people enjoy fantasy football. It's always fun to talk about. We're in the peak of it right now, where it's like it's draft time, so everybody's optimism is is sky high. Uh, Brandon, you have done a draft, a draft or two so far. I'm doing one this year. I was going to do another, but their draft was going to be today during my family cookout. So said, oh, hey, uh, Jordan's he messaged me about filling in for it or something like that. Yeah. 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 I was like, nah, I, I'd much rather get drunk and sit in a pool than go sit in a <laughs> bar for four hours with a fantasy football life if you can do it electronically all right yeah i could i could do it but you know it's one of those live jazz everyone has to be there for another i miss that i miss that we don't get that i don't get to do that anymore because everybody's so busy but i i do miss that and it's Um, it's fun but again so many people being busy and unless you all come up with a a time it's it's damn near impossible it's hard to organize so i i fully understand um so what have you noticed this year uh you know, some of your, like those those common players that you've picked, and especially uh, for for the Colts, who have you uh, have you grabbed anybody from Indy? Well, uh, I've noticed that I'm probably the only one high on some Indy players. Uh, JT went, I think, round two in our league, and I am laughing at that person now because they thought, oh yeah, Brandon's going to try and jump on and get JT, so let me get him first. And now he's not playing for at least the first four weeks, if not longer. So that's what you get for doing that, you scumbag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm, I believe I'm the only one that drafted Colts players in our league. Interesting. I got Anthony Richardson um, late, of course, but I got him. Had to. Had to. Especially once he was named starter. I was like, yeah, no, drafting AR. Um, I also got Matt Gay because... Matt Gay and I need a I need to represent the Colts somehow every week on my team. So my kicker will be if, my. Colts. If I don't take any Colts skill position players, I will get a kicker. Like uh, at least get the right. kicker. At least. Yeah. I, I did get Mike Pittman. Again, he. I mean, he was sitting there. When did I pick? He him was off? low. His ADP was very low this year, and I understand why. But it was like, I he, you could get him in the fourth or fifth round easily, and I would reach it. I drafted him ninety first. That's a little bit later than that, huh? He's that's our first <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He was sitting there for quite some time. And, and when I would take him, because all of my draft positions, I was either at the front end or the back end. So I'm like, okay, I need another wide receiver. So I was like reaching like for Michael Pittman at the position, but yeah, yeah, he was, he was low, man. A lot of the Colts players were, were relatively low. Um, Anybody else? Did you grab anybody else? No, those are the the only three Colts uh, I I picked, and the only three Colts players drafted in our league. Interesting. I um, 
Pittman has been a popular one for me. I did not have him much in the previous couple of years, but this year, like I said, his, his ADP was, was low and just where I was, you know, the way I was drafting it, it, it kind of fell to me like later on. He, he's on the bench in some leagues or he's a second or first flex spot, um, depending on, on the positioning that I have, but Pittman has been the most popular one. Richardson has gone in a lot of leagues. Um, Maybe I don't know if people overdrafting, but like I thought he was going to fall a little bit further and I missed out. But I do have him in a couple of leagues, which I'm pretty ecstatic about. Uh, other than that, though, you know, uh, like I'm I'm not going to reach for a Josh Downs in a draft. I'm not going to reach for an Alec Pierce in in a in a draft like that. Even the tight ends, I think I drafted like the tight end room was bad. So I think I drafted Jelani Woods and he's obviously on IR now, like just, just because it was the tight end room is like tight ends for fantasy are horrible, horrible. Um, Outside of the first three or four, it's pretty much hit or miss. You you just get whoever at that point, but I did end up, was it Ogle? No, Granson. I, 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 the league that I got Jelani Woods, I picked up nice. Branson as a backup because I think maybe he could do something. Um, I think he's actually going to have a better year than Woods. Probably. Probably. The way they're talking, the way they're hyping him up, uh, most certainly. Um, so uh, give me, run down your roster, your, your favorite team that you've drafted. Run down that roster. Oh, boy. All right. I'll go through. Oh, I, I got a couple here. I got a couple, um, if you don't mind. All right. So. This is a fifty-dollar league. This, um, this is uh, all my team name this year are for the shoe. By the way, um, Kirk Cousins, Joe Mixon, Tyree Kill was my keeper. I chose him over Cooper Cup. Very glad that I did because Cooper's hamstring is about to fall off. Um, Deontay Johnson, Cole Komet. This is my tight end one. Uh, Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, uh, and Pittman. We have three flexes for that league. And Dicker the Kicker um, from the Chargers. My bench, Zach Charbonnet, Darnell Mooney, K.J. Osborne, Brock Purdy, um, Granson Woods. That's that's nice. one of the leagues. Um, nice. This other one, now the ones that I run, I do quarterback heavy. I give them point per completion. You've been a part of that once before. Um, those are fun. Those are fun. So I you draft, it's actually really fun to draft because you draft QB high and it shakes up the whole the whole draft. Everybody starts grabbing quarterbacks in the first round. When there's only like if you're going to grab one in the first round, it should be like three. One like one of three. Mahomes, Hurts, or Allen. But I took Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Jameer Gibbs, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Dalton Schultz, Pierce again. Philly's defense, which was very weirdly, their ADP was pretty low for defenses. I don't know if you, you caught that. I was very surprised because they have a very good team. Um, and Greg Zerline, a kicker. My back, my back bench is Pittman, Komet, Brandon Cooks, Charbonnet. I, I grabbed Charbonnet in quite a few leagues. Derek Carr, Darnell Mooney, and Brock Purdy. So, you love Ethan Purdy, huh? I, I got, yeah. He's, he looked good, man. He might get back to form. <laughs> you never know. Um, this one is a fun one too. Just, uh, the, this is our two point league. And I'm sorry, I'm dragging on. I, I'm obsessed with this, but um, <laughs> our buddy Jack, who's actually coming along with us for the road trip, we're actually playing against each other that in week one, which oh, is that's really gonna be cool. Great. So I have Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, Darren Waller, 
Michael Pittman, uh, Javante Williams, Green Bay's defense, Dicker the kicker, and the bench, uh, Brees Hall. Um, that is it, Jordan Addison uh, for the Vikings. Richardson's backup, Zach Ertz, Zach Charbonnet, Devin Singletary, and Tyler Boyd. That's so, a squad. That's I like a that. Very yeah, there's a lot. There is a sorry, uh, Jack. You got your ass kicked that week. He's got Jared Goff, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Higby, Chris Godwin, Kenneth Walker, Jets defense, Graham Gano, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Matt Stafford, OBJ, Jacoby Myers, Aaron Rodgers, Zeke Elliott. It's like a six man team, like a six man league. <laughs> no, it's a tw- uh, 10. 10, 10? Man, those teams are stacked. I know. So it'll be fun. There's going to be some nice bickering with me and Jack uh, this week, uh, next weekend. Uh, what's your full squad? So uh, this is a 12-man league. I have got AR, McCaffrey, Jamar Gibbs, Amon Ra St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, James Conner, the Commander's defense, Matt Gay, uh, George Pickens on my bench, Pittman on my bench, Devin Singletary on the bench, Quentin Johnson, uh, Jared Goff, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jeff Wilson Jr. I just moved to IR, and I picked up off the waiver wire a little free agent running back named Kareem Hunt in the off chance he gets picked up by somebody. Ooh, that could be good. That could be good. Um, So that's a really good squad too. 12 man. uh, That's always fun. That's my limit. The first one that I read off was a 14 team league. I should have prefaced that, which is a lot, but um, uh, so what are your, what are your recommendations for Colts, the Colts Jaguars start them sitting. If, if you have any, I am going to start Calvin Ridley only because we have young corners. Uh, their first game. I, I, I don't know. I, I just got a gut feeling that he's going to do some good things. going to start AR because we don't know the, what he's going to do. The Jaguars don't know what he's going to do. I feel like he's going to get a lot of scores on his feet. Uh, he's going to be throwing the ball. So AR is going to be a stardom no matter what until, you know, maybe the, the wheels fall off. But I feel like he's going to be explosive. Um, I kind of would also start the Jaguars defense if you've got it. I think there could be a couple turnovers. <laughs> a couple turnovers. <laughs> and then a Travis Etienne. So literally a lot of starting, a lot of Jaguars. And uh, AR <clears throat> and Granson may be my other Colts stardom because I think he's going to be a, a, a PPR just monster. I, I, yeah, I see. I think so too, because I'm, um, again, tight end was so bad. Like it yep. was like Kelsey Andrews Kittle fell off a little bit. And even still, I, I, I'm like Kittle so hot or cold. A sleeper was Darren Waller this year. That a lot of people missed out on. I grabbed him in a couple other leagues um, that I did not mention, but, uh, <laughs> There was still more. I didn't want to bore you all with all my teams, but, um, but yeah, I, I granted it. Like if, if you, if it's bad, if you're like tight ends are bad, maybe worth a take, but you can start others and be okay. Richardson. I'm more hesitant to start. I think it could be really, really good. I'd like to see a little bit more um, personally before I start a rookie quarterback. Like this is my hesitancy with Trevor Lawrence a couple years ago. 
Um, I think he could be good. I think he could be serviceable. Um, but odds are you probably took, you know, a some people probably took a quarterback a little bit higher. Odds it's on. either golf or uh, AR. I got to start. So I'll, I'll be on the fence until Thursday at, at 7 p.m. Cutting it close. Cutting it close. Um, yeah, just a lot of uncertainty. A lot, and I understand why people avoided Colts players this year. So we'll have to wait and see. I think if they put a good showing with with. Uh, against Jacksonville, you're going to see Pittman inserted into a lot of lineups. Maybe some of the running backs get taken. I know some, I've seen Evan Hall and Deion Jackson be taken in certain uh, on the waiver wire um, it, it, with JT's absence. But uh, but I agree with you. I think Jacksonville, you probably pretty good. Christian or no the the tight end Evan Ingram was really good oh, last yeah. year. Was really good last year. I'd probably have to say put him in. Um, but we'll have a better identity for this. This is actually really nice. I don't get to talk fancy football anymore, so to blow off some fancy steam through a podcast <laughs> is always nice. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that covers fantasy, unless there's anything you want to add. No, my fantasy has been fulfilled. <laughs> and now it is time for everybody's uh, fantasy of another Rogers rant to be fulfilled. Um, Brandon, take it away. Um, well, I really kind of just wanted to sit here and address all of uh, football fans. You know, a lot of times I'll talk to Colts Nation uh, or Bills Mafia about football and just how much the Bills stink or how great the Colts are or whatnot for my Rodgers rant. But this time, I want to address all of football fandom. Good morning. In less than a week, fans from here will be joining others from around the world. And you'll be launching the greatest gridiron battle in the history of football. Football. That word should have a new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps, despite that today, is a week from the first day of football. And you will once again be cheering for our freedom. Not from tyranny or persecution, but from our wives jobs, etc. We're cheering for a right to live to exist. And should your team win the Lombardi, the Super Bowl will no longer be known as just another football holiday, but as a day when as football fans, we declared in one united voice that we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We will live on We are going to survive. Today, we celebrate our independent, our our football day. (laughs) Thank you, Bill Paxton. Very good. Very good. Um, I wanted to follow up on that, but I, I, I didn't know how, um, that's good shit. That's good shit. Well, everybody, we are excited. Uh, we are ready to go. We can't say it enough. I just can't wait to hop on the throughway and get the fuck out of here. Go to Indianapolis. Cannot wait. Um, we'll be back next week. Not sure if we're going to. I don't know. I don't think we're going to. I don't think I'm going to bring the stuff to record. We're just going to enjoy ourselves. Maybe we'll do something middle of the week. Um, recording wise next week. So maybe a little bit later of an episode next week, just FYI. Um, and uh, we will go from there. So 
Thank you, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you next time right here on Colts Fans. Football, football, football. In Bill's land. I can't wait to get the fuck up out of Bill's land. Let's go to Indy. Come on, let's just go. Let's go. Now. Go. Don't smoke crack or you'll break your mother's back. Go, Colts. <laughs>